0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Stoke Hunters, where we dive into the stories of those who merge their passions with purpose. Today we have a time machine. Jess and I were going back to record episode nine, a mountain biker who turned her initial tumble into a journey of community, community building, creativity, and pushing the boundaries of the sport. Jess's story is not just about mountain biking, it's about overcoming obstacles, embracing challenges, and inspiring others to join the rides, regardless of their backgrounds. So let's welcome Jess. (laughs)
1: Hello, <laughs> here i am <laughs> thanks jared thanks for no having problem. me
0: of course so i gave the like cole's notes version but tell us about yeah. yourself. yeah
1: uh well yes uh i my name is jess and uh a couple of years ago i started making weird internet videos and putting them online <laughs> focused around mountain biking i know i don't know if you have a lot of skiers that listen to i we were just talking about skiing I've skied a few mountain hills, I guess, in my life, but I'm pretty mediocre at skiing. Uh, but no, mountain biking's my primary sport. And uh, I love it and found myself kind of in a kind of in a work rut at the time and uh, taking a break from that. So then I, uh, I don't know, I just thought, hey, why not make a couple of videos and put them on Instagram? And then it just kind of blew, blew up. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's like the short, the short of it. And then, yeah, I I ended up trying to, I'm trying to make a career out of it or I am making a career out of it, I should say.
0: Yeah, you are. You got, you got a huge following. And, you know, every time I, I don't know, are you posting daily now?
1: I try to post. like, it depends. I actually don't post every day. Uh, I try to aim for maybe like three times a week. Uh, yeah. but the focus now is really trying to get more long form videos out on YouTube, which is so hard for me. It's almost like, I, I, I don't know how you like to mountain bike, Jared, like if you like to session ride, or if you like a good long grind up a mountain and then, you know, an adventure ride. But I almost feel that Instagram, like shorts, creating shorts and short form content is a lot like session riding. Yeah. And then. The YouTube videos are like that long, long grind of a climb up of a mountain. <laughs> That's how I compare it. I, it's 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 a challenge. If I've I've been finding it challenging. I think because I've gotten in such a good flow with the short form, it's easier for me to put it together. It's quick, um, and so now it's it's trying to apply all of that editing and all that time towards some long form. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm definitely the adventure rider. I like going 20, 30 kilometers on a ride and seeing different
1: things rather than sessioning it. Mm-hmm. Are you a session rider or um, adventure? I am. I do. I like a good, I don't know. I kind of like all the different things, but I do love to stop and session things. If, uh, you know, back when we were, we just got done with a two month trip out to California to visit some of Tony's family, my husband. um, And it was hard because you know, there's so many new places that we're riding and I enjoy stopping and and sessioning things. Uh, And one of the places we stopped was called uh, Granite Bay and Rado kid actually, Joe, um, took us around Granite Bay and showed us all these really fun like rock lines and things like that. Like, I love that kind of stuff. And actually I saw Mia in the chat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love, so I don't know, will you be at the Sedona Fest by chance?
0: She better be. Women. No, you people.
1: are. Are you oh. going to be in Sedona?
0: Oh, me? I, yeah. I. I mean, maybe if I bring my. What, when does it start?
1: I think it's March eighth through tenth. Someone correct
0: me. 10th. So, she or Addison would be. She's seven weeks. <laughs> You're
1: out. trying to figure out how old your daughter's going to be.
0: So she'd be six weeks. It would. It depends if they have a a, a pass for um a thirteen week old uh to come visit
1: yeah there you go there you go um i think that, i think that would be i wonder if that would be like the youngest sedona mountain bike fest attendee you know it could be um but yeah no like i love rock riding like technical rock riding but i also love flow trails so
0: nice yeah. We, yeah. we only have extreme downhill and technical up in canada there's like no Or all in alberta we have no flow
1: yeah uh i Actually, I have ridden Moose Mountain. Is that what it's called? What? Really? Yes. Yes, I thought I was going to die.
0: Was this your first video on U- on Instagram? No. <laughs> no. This was, was
1: This was no, this was like 2017. Uh I can't I, we we did a big trip um and went like through Alberta and you know did the whole Banff thing, but before we went we kind of stayed around like the Canmore area. Yeah. Like right before Canmore. And then we did a bunch of camping, but then we were like looking on the map for some fun like mountain biking. And yeah, went down to Moose Mountain. And there was some pretty fun, gnarly stuff up there for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, I, it was good riding. I I told uh, Mark and um, you know, Johnny and Mia to come up for Baseline Mountain. Yes. Like I I think it's the best baseline. community everywhere.
1: I'm gonna write, that, write that down. Um,
0: so first weekend of June, if I can't make it down to Sedona Fest, I expect all my American friends to come up to <laughs> um, Baseline for their poker rally.
1: Oh,
0: and all you have to do is figure out how to get here because I we, family has lease land so like we can camp on it for free. So then like, oh like just... sweet. Yeah. And the the, the flannel crew is going to come out like it's going to be a oh the
1: flannel crew. They're awesome. I actually <laughs> just got my flannel. I should be I should have put my flannel on. They sent me one. After my mean, you remember the mean comments, the uh, video that the Mahalo My Dude folks put together?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: One of the mean comments that I got was something along the lines of something about like, why would you wear flannel on the bike? It's hot as balls and you look like a PBR drinking, Trump voting Some it was like this big, long comment and and I, my response was, (laughs) I just want to make flannels great again. And the flannel crew, (laughs) the flannel crew, uh, decided, uh, that, that I needed one of their flannels. So they sent me one and I, when I got home from the two month trip, I saw it in the mail and I was like, yes. (laughs) So they're, they're in Canada, right? The yeah. Yeah. They're in
0: Calgary. So they're just three hours away. Nice. Um, Nice. Yeah. They're, they're super rad. me and Joey went to school together, um, so I know oh, him sweet. well. And then they were on episode, I think, six. Um, oh,
1: cool. Those guys are neat. Those guys are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I well, like now them. we're gonna have to Mia, Mia, Johnny. Let's all plan a trip to Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. That'd I be mean, happy, super fun.
0: Johnny will fit right in. Like Alberta's kind of like the Florida of Canada. So.
1: <laughs> really, you think that?
0: Well, I don't. I I feel like it's like. Half Texas, half Florida.
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
0: First weekend weekend. in June. Do it. It's the poker rally. They have like 100 people come out and you do the runs to get like your best poker hand and then you can win prizes. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love Um, that. But so I kind of changing up the episode or the episodes now. So last episode, I was talking to Molly and I asked her a question to ask you. And her question is um, what would you be doing now if you weren't making content?
1: Oh man. Uh, I probably would still be doing what I used to do, which was, you know, I, I, I think we were talking about this backstage, but I, I used to be a graphic and web designer and also like led some design teams as like a creative director. So I don't know if I would be managing teams or if I'd be doing design again. Um, I will say like, that's what my degree is in, like graphic design. So probably something crafty or doing design in some sort of way if I wasn't doing if I wasn't doing the content. But it's fun. I like, I like just today I ended up making a little carousel post because you know, Colorado kid and I are going to Oaxaca and we're trying to like promote that trip. And it had been a while since I like made a graphic and I was like putting it together and I was just like, why is this? It's 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 I feel like I haven't done it in so long that I'm like losing the motor skills (laughs) it takes to like, you know, uh but yeah, but that's probably yeah, work-wise, if I wasn't creating content, I would definitely be probably still doing something in the creative realm. I feel like they're so close together. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very handy. It's a very handy profession, I guess, because I, I still use it here and there for other things. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, it comes in handy. Have you been playing around with like AI to design some of your stuff? No, aside from like really simple things like remove background or, you know, like, but I haven't dabbled using AI as much as I should. I It's funny. Some I got another mean comment the other day. <laughs> Which is just, like, when you're a content creator and you start to gain a following, you just have to have thick skin and just, like, bear it because that's just part of, that's just part of it. Like, you're going to get the trolls. I know Mia's, like, it's funny, like, Mia is a friend and I remember showing her a couple, you know, mean comments and I, she's definitely been, like, the one to, to, like, show up and, like, she's kind of, like, you don't. Not like she's like, you don't talk to my friend that way. But, you know, I'm sure she would totally, like, beat someone up for me. But, like, it's funny. Like, someone commented the other day. They said something along the lines of, like, oh, it's obvious that Jess uses Chat GPT for all of her <laughs> real ideas. And in my head, I'm like, that's a good idea. I don't now, but now thanks for that great idea. It's kind of like how- <laughs> <laughs> I probably should. And so I actually have in my idea board um, to have ChatGPT like come up with the idea and I do want to film whatever it comes up with. I'm just going to film it. Yeah. Even how like no matter how ridiculous it is, like I'm just going to film it <laughs> and like it'll be like I let ChatGPT like come up with my real idea. You know, I think it would just be funny to to film and see. Well,
0: I mean, with like how AI is going and everything, like someone did that for building an e-commerce brand is he just said hey chat gpt i want you to be my ceo and tell me exactly what to do and then he like yeah. would post this on linkedin and got like a hundred thousand followers because people were just like curious on how it goes and then it like they got i think in their first day of sales like ten thousand dollars in like t-shirt sales yeah <laughs> um yeah uh, that's wild uh, johnny for your thing that says ai scares me how I look at it is I just make sure when I'm talking to chat GPT to say thank you and please. So when chat GPT becomes Skynet, it'll at least be like, Oh, Jared, like thanked me. So then I can be at least like on the second tier of slaves. So I'll be like the slave like runner rather than just being the slave who has to do the work. But <laughs> nice. um, yeah, I hope one day I can get to your, where like mean comments come through. Cause you know, we name all our products after women. We make sure we're inclusive. Like, if someone doesn't agree with what we're building, like you're on the wrong end of the argument that you yeah. just move over.
1: <laughs> you, you'll always, you know, and I, I actually think like, you know, no matter what you do, someone's always going to have something to say. Mm-hmm. And it might not always be, you know, and, and I always remind myself too, like there's so many, for like every one mean comment, there's many, many other great comments and people who like, you know, are the people that are there that I'm, you know, trying to bring joy to their day. So I just remind mm-hmm. myself, like, I'm not gonna let, but it's hard. It's hard to not let that one comment. Like mm-hmm. it's funny. It's funny how like one mean comment, you know, you read that one mean comment and it like kind of, you know, um, but anyway, it's just, a. it's a practice. It's a practice for yeah. sure.
0: Well, it's how our brains are unfortunately wired Does we remember the bad days more than we remember the good days. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but you had a rocky start when you got into mountain biking how oh, yes w- when did the moment <laughs> happen that you fell in love with mountain biking
1: uh yeah so i i first got into mountain biking uh with uh, an ex-partner he was an avid mountain biker and when i first when we first started dating he was riding a like a single speed hardtail and you know i was on this borrowed hardtail from one of his friends that was like two sizes too big for me. And I just remember, and you know, I I grew up in Pennsylvania. That's where I learned a mountain bike too. And it's very rocky, very rooty, not super conducive to beginner, like a beginner for sure. (laughs) Like it's just like all, if you could just think of yourself in a riverbed trying to pedal through like these rocks, you know, that's essentially what I learned on. And I just remember like, being really frustrated by it. But then at the same time, there was something that kept me coming back. And I think it was one, I wanted to spend time with my boyfriend at the time. And then two, <laughs> I was like, this is like a challenge. And I don't think I'd been, been a beginner at something in such a long time at that point, because like I was out of college. Um You know, I, I was like, man, when's the last time I was a beginner at something? And it was like frustrating, but also a really good challenge. And then... I would say I kind of like tolerated mountain biking for a good year and a half, two years until I met, we moved to Ithaca, New York. So we moved to upstate and I met this group of women that rode. Uh, and I went on these group rides and that was when I probably fell in love with mountain biking because I was like, Oh, people talk and have fun and share stories and you have a beer in the parking lot. And you session stuff, uh, you know, cause my, my partner at the time was like super fast. I never saw him on the trail. And that's something I think that's huge when you're just learning to mountain bike is actually seeing someone do something like
0: yeah. seeing
1: someone clear something on their bike or seeing someone go over the log over, or seeing someone go off the drop. But when you don't see it, it's especially, uh, especially a beginner, just learning, you're like, how do people get over that? And so I've finally met other people that um, I could keep up with on the trail and actually learn from their lines and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah well, I, it wasn't until I rode with a women's group that I actually fell in love with mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so helpful
0: yeah. to like be able to see similar people um, mm-hmm. out there. Cause like you just share the stoke. Um, but I think you also well, yeah. egg each other on. A little bit. Yes.
1: I was just going to say this because I, in my head, I, I also like, I think it's easy with your partner and I still do this with Tony. It's like when you're tired and you're just like, I don't, you know, you're just like complain or if you get hurt, it's like a bigger deal. And like, you know, it's just easier to like nag on your partner. Whereas like when you're around another group of like your peers, especially like women, it's like, well, they're not complaining. So I got to like suck it up. You know, I got to, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's riding real fast. I got I to keep up, you know? And so, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those things where it's an encouraging atmosphere. Like I've always felt like riding with other women, it was super encouraging. And it, and it helps me just kind of get over the like, you know, like, oh, this is hard. But I think when you see that you're doing it with other people, especially other women, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, this is hard. We're doing a hard thing together. But we're also having a lot of fun. And it becomes less difficult, the more you do it and the more you learn. And you know, so (laughs) yeah, that's always my advice to beginners is like, ride with people that, you know, are of like, maybe they're just a little bit better than you because you can kind of learn from those people. And then also just like take lessons, work with a coach because the more skills you can have under your belt, you know, like the, the easier, I don't know, the more skills you have, the more confident you are in the bike, and then in turn the more fun you're going to have if you're feeling more confident on the trails you're more likely to have more fun and not be scared to death you know so yeah
0: or just turn your brain off and yell out time right. to die" and just hit it
1: <laughs> yeah just send it yeah, well that so I was
0: in I was in Fernie um this year in September for Fernie nice. Pride and then they like because Fernie's uh well have you been to Fernie
1: I have. Yes. I've ridden um, the bike. I've ridden the mountain there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So great outdoor town, tons of mountain bikers, tons of mm-hmm. skiers who will like just show you up any day of the week. So yeah, I was out sure with yeah. ride theory um, and then um, was riding behind two awesome women. One was, I, she's raced in a bunch of like professional Enduros and then like, just super fast. I'm on my hard tail, like trying to keep up. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, there was a teeter totter, and I'm like, she hits it. A couple other people oh. hit it. And I'm like, you know, I've never hit hit one before. And then oh, I no. just yell out, I come back, but I uh, decided to session it because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to come back here. I need, I might as well just walk, walk up and hit it. And then I just yell out, time to die, go full <laughs> speed and hit it and clear it. And yeah, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah, you just nice. have to go fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, when you when you chicken out and hit the brakes. That's when yes. you. Uh... It's the
1: hesitation. Yeah. The hesitation is never, never a good thing. It's like that in those moments of hesitation, you know.
0: Not not um, yet, Mia. Full squish comes in like April, May when it becomes ooh, summer again. What'd you get? Uh, I'm going to get the Canyon Spectral uh, nice. AL5 29er.
1: Nice. Yeah. Wait, so you ride a hardtail right now?
0: Yeah. North or... Coast
1: nice yeah that's awesome yeah i want I, know, a, I actually want a hard t- i want a, a i think a hardtail would be great for bentonville and i'm kind of like tempted to to have one here
0: because <laughs> you know I more bikes like, <laughs> i feel like if you're just learning to bike you shouldn't like the, that when they ask you like if you go into a bike shop and they're like they're like well is this your first bike and you say yes it's like well sorry yeah. you can't look at the full squish it's only hardtail because it just teaches you how to like pick Roots and stuff like you know on a, yes. if I have a 170 millimeter travel bike I can just point through anything and not worry about it <laughs> on a hard tail I'm like <laughs> if I have more than 120 millimeters of travel that I need there's a there's an issue <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> exactly
0: um so tell us about a project or video that was particularly meaningful to you what was the story behind it
1: oh a meaningful one Oh, that's a good one. That's a good question. Um, Most of, I mean, most of, I feel like most of my videos are just like ridiculously, they're just silly. Um, I do enjoy the ones that I've done with Tony where we're either like dancing. Oh, there's a good, actually here, can I retract my answer from earlier about Molly's question about what I'd be doing if I wasn't creating content? I would definitely be taking dance lessons because (laughs) (laughs) I need them. And also, yeah, and Tony, I think, I don't know, meaningful wise, like I just love, I don't know, something about being able to create something with him and like, so like with my partner but also like him be in it because he's he's very he's he's more introverted, but like he has no problem with being in front of the camera. It's not like I force him to, you know, yeah. Um, he's actually really good at like acting and stuff. And he he took acting classes, I think, um, you know, in the past. And so it's funny because I'm like, I, he has no problem doing that kind of stuff. So I really do love like when we act, we act, we are in things together. I yeah. we did a real we've done two reels that are, uh, that we should probably do a new, new one because it's so fun to do, but we've done two where it's riding with your partner and there's always just that like back and forth, you know? Um, so I, I feel like we need to do another one because that's a, that's always a good one. So yeah, I do enjoy, I think meaningful wise, I just, I like that I get to, to work with him, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. I, yeah. my wife does, um, PR and content creation and stuff like that so when I get oh, her nice. to help with the website and like come mountain biking or come skiing it's like it's a good day
1: yeah it's a good um
0: day. so in skiing like because like to help her like to make her more interested in skiing and helping it's like you know ski boots suck to put on so I like I'll yes. spread them out and like help her get her foot in I'll carry mm. her skis to the lodge and stuff like that have you made like the the same version for like mountain biking like you know does he carry does he put your bike on the rack and like do all that?
1: Actually, that's a good idea for Valentine's Day. Like how I'm writing this down: how to show your partner you care. Yeah, <laughs> for Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just, he's um, washing it your bike after, and like he's putting it on the rack. He's unloading it and loading it back on.
1: What's he, funny? He, what's funny is I'm the one that does those things for him. So like I like I'll wash the bikes. Oh, he does maintenance on the bikes too. We both do. It's funny cuz we're both pretty equal with like the things we do. Yeah. Uh and so, but yeah, no, like the how to show your how to show your your loved one you care and like maybe the last scene is like adding to cart an e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> the most expensive e-bike into <laughs> the cart. Speaking of, I know Mia just uh bought uh her wife Laura yeah. a very lovely bike for her birthday um I so I haven't even and... talked to I haven't even talked to her about it I wonder how 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 she's liking the bike so I'm su- I'm assuming they she got it so yeah
0: yeah yeah I saw her Instagram stories where they were building it um, oh nice it, it was looking sexy
1: yeah I know I'm I'm a little bit jealous because that's a good looking bike
0: so how many how many bikes do you have?
1: Mm. Well, I just sold a few, which was good. I needed to, I sold two this last fall uh, because the bike area was getting a little intense. I also, I had a, I had a Cro-Mag monk, like dirt jumper that I wasn't, it was a little too long for me. So I ended up selling that back to my ex because he, it was, it was technically our bike and then I kept it. And then I was like, I'm not riding this. Do you want to just buy it from me? So anyway, I bought, I sold it back to him. Then I ended up selling, um, yeah, another bike. So I'm, I'm good. I feel like I'm at a good space. I think I got five bikes. Jesus. (laughs) But like, Three of them are like my, I would ride more frequently. The other two, one's like a around the town, like junker bike, you know, like yeah. that I bought at Pedal It Forward, which is like a nonprofit here in Bentonville that um, refurbs old bikes and, and disperses them to people in the community who need them. And then I have, I don't know if I also want to, I'm counting this bike because it is technically a bike I have, but I have a hardtail uh transition transam it's an older you know it's still a tw- it's a 275 like but it's at my mom's house and that's my pennsylvania humble bike <laughs> <laughs> so when i go visit my family in pennsylvania i have a bike there just in case <laughs> i need to do something you know or need to go ride <laughs>
0: yeah. cuz you predominantly fly back then i take it
1: yeah yeah it's it's a pretty long drive um but yeah uh, if i do go back Although I feel like the last few times I've gone back have been actually been driving. So, but yeah, Johnny's like, five is that a lot? Is five bikes a lot, Jared? Like, how many know. sets of skis do you have?
0: Nine pairs of skis.
1: Okay. So,
0: yeah, but skis are cheap. Skis are like $700 <laughs> to $1,000. I can buy five yeah. pairs, and that that's at like retail that's pricing. True. I got all mine and on Pro Deal when I, or got them for free when I, worked in yeah. a ski shop or was sponsored um
1: so nine nine sets of skis yeah nine
0: times eight is forty five hundred. so that's like one bike
1: yeah <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> i mean not all my not all of my bikes uh i should there's a caveat here my not all of my bikes were super expensive so i would say there, are th- the three out of the five were were Ex- more expensive bikes, but I'm also um, a sponsored athlete with Specialized. So now I have some help on the bike, the bike realm for sure. Um, yeah.
0: And then yeah. maybe we'll see the
1: the Specialized, the Jess bike come out soon. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. It'd probably be missing a wheel or like it would be like a joke bike, probably.
0: <laughs> I feel like it would be multicolored. Like one rim yeah. would be purple, one would be yellow, and like yeah, maybe it would free. have like racing stripes and zebra print and. and I flannel. think it'd be Yeah, and flannel.
1: I think the yeah the frame would be wrapped in flannel, and not printed flannel. Like I'm not trying to say it would be a print on there. Like the paint is color, like the like it's not a paint. It's literally wrapped in flannel. You see what I'm saying? Like it has a flannel skin.
0: So we have we have like they have like sticker protectors, right? Right. I feel like oh, you should just make
1: another idea.
0: flannel protectors that you just button on and it keeps your bike. It's bike, a bike getting... flannel.
1: Yeah. It's a bike flannel.
0: Okay, we're we're talking to the flannel crew and if they're not going to be yes. on board with if they're not going to be yes, on board with are. this, we're going to we're going to make it ourselves. But
1: no, this is hilarious, but I think it could be a hilarious like video parody. Like, if they have extra scraps of flannel that they can send me, I will make it. Have you ever seen my Tuberalls video? It's one of my earlier ones. <laughs> no, I I, I didn't yeah. Instagram stalk you it's, before this. It, well, it's really, it's, a, it's like one of my, it's like a, it's an old, old one. But I made, <laughs> I made a pair of overalls out of bike tubes. <laughs> and it took me a very, it took a long time to like make them. Um. I will send you that video so you can watch it. But like, I'm I'm serious about this in terms of like the whole making this bike flannel. I feel uh, like you should.
0: Do you still have the tube rolls?
1: No, um, I held on to them for a really really long time, and then they started like it was it was just like taking up a lot of space, and it was really you know how tubes have that smell, and you're just like Ooh. yeah. But um, no, I well, didn't save them. Did
0: you recycle it? Yeah. I feel like you should, I was going to say, if you had it, you should have just posted it on your like Instagram and been like, you know, I'm bid that
1: sure e-
0: oh. bid X, bid X amount and we'll donate it to something.
1: Why didn't I think of that? That's
0: know. smart. You that's should just smart. make it again and then do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, this set of, tu- this pair, this set of rolls can be yours for, yeah, but have people bid on it. Yeah, oh, starting
0: really bid fine. $250 and <laughs> go, go up and we'll donate it to Women's MTB Network or something. Or there you we know, go. Whatever.
1: I think it's a great idea.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's a great <laughs> idea. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious.
0: So, it's I, know, so I, I know you coming on this podcast, apparently we're just pushing the envelope with your content creation.
1: Um, <laughs> but when you don't
0: <laughs> have podcasts to do it, how do you uh, push your writing and content creation forward?
1: How do I like, what do you mean? Like, how do I
0: like keep keep coming up with new things keep how do you progress progress on the on the trails like
1: yeah um i've learned a lot from other people for sure i think just having other content creator friends um you know that help you know it's it's interesting i feel like ideas wise i have so many ideas i use an app called trello and i put all of my ideas in there anytime something comes up. So there's all these little cards, you know, with all these ideas. And then if I have time to like, I'll prioritize or I'll, you know, like I'll shift them over to another column if I want to work on them or whatever. But um, I feel like in terms of progressing my content, I, you know, I think making slight upgrades over the last year or so has, has been helpful. Like, you know, upgrading my audio, So now I use, you know, better mics and I use a better camera. Uh, I'm using, although I'm not using like the top of the line, like, so I'm using a Sony, the Sony EV, easy, EV, easy V10. I'm always, I always mess up the numbers, but I'm using like the Sony that's like the camera body itself and the lens I have, I think are under a thousand dollars. So it's not like a crazy expensive setup, I guess, camera wise, like you could really rack up the dollars there, you know? (laughs) Um, But I, I feel like just making some small upgrades like that. And even um, I just think the more you do something, the better you get, right. The same thing with mountain biking, the more you do something, the better you get. And it was funny. I had to, I, for whatever reason, I was like scrolling back in the feed looking for something to repost. And as I was scrolling back, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy to see like how much I've progressed in my style, in my editing, like my editing's gotten better. There are a lot of things that have gotten better over the last two and a half years. And it's hard sometimes to go back and watch some older ones because I'm like, oof, like I and part of me is like, I'm I'm gonna refilm that. I'm gonna redo that idea because I I I'm better now. So (laughs) and it's the same thing with writing, right? Like in terms of pushing my writing, Um, I thought that riding out in California helped push me a little bit, like where we live in Bentonville, you know, which I've ridden all over, you know, but living in Bentonville the last two and a half years, you know, we, we don't have a whole lot of steep stuff. Um, there's a lot of flow. I've gotten so much better at jumps, drops, those kinds of things. But I do feel like my technical riding skills have waned a little, like in terms of like steep, loose, you know rock riding and so that was kind of fun to be out in California um and riding that kind of stuff so i think for me it's like going places traveling riding with riding with people that will push me you know so um yeah, yeah that's how i kind of keep myself you know progressing on the bike
0: yeah friends friends help so much
1: yeah um,
0: and yeah i find like when you say like you know look for other things for inspiration um I think a lot of people forget that they're like you know I have to create something that has to be 100% unique and it's like well you know probably your followers are different than my friend's followers who's also a content creator and it happens in business too people like you know the easiest way to create a business is go find something that's successful in another country and try to bring it mm-hmm. to your country
1: like yeah that's how <laughs> that's
0: yeah. how skip the skip the dishes um came and like same with like neo financial which are too big um, things yeah. is like it's just a big fintech company, a big fintech bank, and it's changing banking. But like, it's not new idea. It right. it already was in India with uh, Paytm. It was already in Philippines with, uh, or no, sorry, in China with Alipay. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I'm the same way. Like you know, work, work together rather, or like take ideas from other things yeah. and do it in your market. And it's yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll get a lot of really great ideas from watching content creators and other like niches. Like, I follow a lot of like, not a lot, but I do get served up a lot of like, um, like strength training or like people who, uh, work out at the gym and like a lot of like gym content creators and stuff. <laughs> and there's stuff in there that are like, it really can, like, you just kind of like take it and apply it. Or like, I watch a lot of like, um, I'm, you know, I'm not a mom. I'm a dog mom, but I'm not like a human <laughs> child mom yet, but uh, you know, like I do watch a lot of like mom influencers too and there's there yeah, there's just so many great like concepts and you could just kind of take it and make it your own and and yeah, for your niche and it, and it yeah, it yeah. works well.
0: What kind of dog?
1: Uh, we have two. Well, both are we both dogs we have our blue healer mixes. So, they're balls of energy for sure
0: <laughs> we have an australian shep- yeah we oh, have an australian yeah. shepherd and a black lab oh nice when we were in calgary um our australian shepherd had a friend named flower who was a red healer
1: oh flower i like that name that's
0: <laughs> cute
1: that's cool so you're three hours from calgary yeah are you in edmonton where are yeah. you
0: yeah edmonton edmonton
1: that's right Um, I've not been to Edmonton, but I actually went like my, the trip I did with World Ride. The first trip I did with World Ride was in Peru. And I believe the one or two ladies that I went with were from Edmonton that were there on the, on the trip. Do you remember their names? Katie and Emma.
0: Hmm. Katie. What's
1: her last name? It'll come to me. Um there's a yeah. lot of rad a lot ladies
0: of rad ladies from Edmonton who ride like there's a a group called She Shreds um Yes there's a group called Vixen Gosh. MTB um I going to
1: look her up right now because I feel like I mean how big is Edmonton? Edmonton's pretty a
0: million big. a million people.
1: <laughs> yeah. But like what's the um Oh, Katie Schneider. Katie Schneider she says she co- so she coaches with She Shreds and Dirt Series, oh. and then I know my friend Emma. Oh, she's in here too. Emma, her her uh Emma Butler. Do you know Emma Butler? I don't know. Why also, that also weird. she shreds. <laughs> so I'm sure y'all probably have some mutual friends and you know, in the, in the realm of mountain biking. Yeah. Well, um, What's the mountain bike community like there? Like pretty uh, vast. I don't know how vast,
0: like maybe 20,000 people. I okay.
1: That's pretty big.
0: Is it? I maybe guess if 10, you have 000? a million people. I don't know. That's... I, I I, don't, <laughs> I, I know. I think the Facebook group has 11,000. Um, wow. But we are, Edmonton has over 500 kilometers, of single track trail in the city wow Um, and so Uh, like i just bike from my house five minutes and i'm in the river valley
1: i'm googling 500 kilometers and miles
0: yeah i I always forget this um
1: okay 300 okay i'm glad i i did that i had to to do a quick goog to make um, sure i knew what that meant
0: well i had to make fun of johnny when he says it's like 60 degrees like because like when i was talking with everyone like Mm because You guys are all used to Fahrenheit and miles. Uh, so like we'd have to quickly Google it because he'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like 65 in Florida right now. It's super cold. And I'm oh like, "My gosh, what is 65? Um, like 20 degrees. Um, like that's our summer. Celsius. Like Our summer is yeah. 18 to 24 normally.
1: 18 to 24. OK, uh, so 65
0: Oof. to 70.
1: OK, 65 to 70 degrees. That's a nice summer. Yeah. I mean, y'all Maybe 75. Yeah. Um, yeah wow wow Um, but to get up there and check out edmonton at some point
0: yeah you can come right well what i say is it's like if you can't ride like we don't our city doesn't recognize the trails unfortunately um but i think oh no it it should be they're all illegal yeah they just happen like we have a we have (laughs) a mountain bike um alliance that like maintains some of the trails but like okay edmonton just kind of like ignores the city just ignore it like they're not city employees or anything it's just volunteer um, yeah they kind of ignore it and like just hope nothing ever
1: happen? yeah but
0: like right right i don't know we talk about we need to diversify economies and bring more people to our cities and stuff like that it's like if we have this if we have 300 miles of it and if you like i don't know i say if you can't ride edmonton you probably shouldn't be going out any further west because the Mm -hmm, mountains will Take you out. So maybe, yeah, first. And it's nice when you can just hop on your bike and ride rather than having to drive 30, 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> Johnny, what did I miss? We talked a lot about Florida
0: and alligators.
1: No. <laughs> um Yeah, I wish we didn't use Fahrenheit and I wish it would just be, yeah, everything, you know, wouldn't be yeah. in Fahrenheit and, and, kilometer or in miles but alas the usa yeah.
0: usa, a lot, USA. Things, USA.
1: <laughs> a lot of things here are a little backwards i guess
0: yeah um so i only started mountain biking last year and I've, really yeah it's come to what my conclusion. oh the community it's the biggest community the friendliest community that you don't know exists like until you yeah. like mountain bike and then come into the community you have no idea how yeah, tight knit you know. mountain bikers are, um, yes. or anything like that. But like, yeah, I think my biggest aspect of like how community, like in everything, uh, like, you know, when I found out about it, it was like when I went to baseline because I have a hard tail and I'm showing up with 110 millimeters of travel <laughs> and the guys are <laughs> like, Oh, here, just use my second bike for the whole day and like ride this. And I'm like,
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: <laughs> I'm just yeah. blown away by it. Um, yeah. But can you share a story where community, um yeah. has deeply impacted you
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, even just this last summer Tony got hurt. He we were ses- sessioning some jumps like close to our house. In fact, there's a a small area close to where we live, 5 minutes away. It's called Huntley Gravity Zone and the same folks who built a lot of Whistler like Gravity Logic is who came in and actually built it. Which is which is cool. Um, so we have these jumps and drops to session, and anyway, we were out there sessioning, and Tony went off one of the jumps and just got a little squirrely in the landing because we also unfortunately have these like these like butthole rocks that like to just show up. They're like they i don't know there's just a lot of these like goat head size rocks like (laughs) will just some sometimes appear, you know and anyway it it caught him off guard and he shattered his kneecap uh Mm -hmm. and it was bad (laughs) and you know had to have emergency surgery and um but like literally we didn't have to worry about meals for like two, three weeks, like people were bringing us meals and, um, you know what I mean? Like checking on our dogs when we were in the hospital, like taking them for walks and like, you know, all of the community we've met here in Bentonville has been through mountain biking because, you know, when I, when we first moved here, we didn't know anybody. Yeah. Um, and it was actually, a uh, Julie from world ride. She connected me like via email to, uh, a woman here and uh this woman sarah drew i don't know if you know rich drew he's like a mountain bike skills coach uh he has a youtube anyway he and his wife sarah live here in bentonville and i got connected with sarah who's part of women of oz which is the big women's organization here in bentonville and sarah was like and at the time i didn't have my instagram so it's not like just the maker was a thing right i was just jess hannah you know and sarah you know got learned that i was moving to bentonville with tony and she was like super welcoming it was just like you know basically just helped me get plugged in right away and was was very welcoming and then yeah that i mean that's mountain biking is how you know through mountain biking i met her and then all these different friends you know so i don't know i think it is it is such a it is such a Tight knit community, and there is there is good culture here. Um, You know, you get a couple stragglers on the, you get a couple outliers, but like for the most part, it's a it's a it's a great community. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, would you say that's been like your most surprising or unexpected outcome of mountain biking and content creation?
1: Um, I don't know. I think because I've been doing, so I've I've been mountain biking since 2011. I don't know how many of the years that is <laughs> at this point. I'm like, uh. 13, uh, I guess. but yeah, thir- yeah. 13 years. And, you know, I think I, like I said, you know, when I met all of those women, like I knew community was the reason I enjoyed mountain biking, you know, like the, the community, the challenge. Um, so I, I don't think it is surprising for me. Like, I think I, I've seen it so, for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and, Uh, I lived on the road for a couple of years in an RV with my ex and essentially it was great to be able to show up at a trailhead or I would go on Facebook groups in the towns we were visiting. Um, so, you know, if I was visiting Fruta, Colorado, you know, I would try to find like a women's Facebook group and see what days they would post rides and I would just show up and it was, you know, a quick and easy way to just meet people. And so that was super fun, you know? Um. But yeah, I think, yeah, just over the course of however long I've mountain biked, it's been a great way. Because as you know, I think you talked about it earlier with, with your alumni ski group. It's like when you don't have, you know, you have work for, you know, you might have workplace friends, but like after college, you know, you're not kind of like going through the same motions anymore. You're not friends because of proximity essentially. And you're <laughs> like, okay, well, how do I meet friends now? And I just think as an adult, it's harder to make friends. So I think the the beauty of it is, you know, you're kind of you're doing a, a thing like a sport like mountain biking or skiing, and you just find friends through that and you automatically have something in common, you know, yeah. and yeah, so it's cool. Yeah.
0: And then you can have someone to talk to about like bike t- different bike tires and gearing. Yes, and exactly. And you can and go pedals. down the
1: hole. Exactly. Go down the hole <laughs> talking about all the bike parts um, and all the bikes you want. <laughs>
0: yeah, because your, your normal work friends will just like look at you blankly and be like, I have no idea what a 29 or a 27.5 is. Like, what are you talking oh, yeah. about? <laughs> no idea.
1: No idea. Do you feel like, you know, because you're newer into the into mountain biking, like has it been like a lot of information to take in? Or do you feel like you're slowly kind of learning? It's not, you know, or do, is it like overwhelming the amount of of things to learn? I think,
0: I think there's a lot of information there. Um, mm-hmm. I just like, unless it really, like I have ADHD. So if it doesn't excite me, I don't really look into it. Um, yeah. So like the bikes and going downhill and riding is the exciting part. I, I kind of know how to take care of my bike and like clean it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'll usually just like listen to my friends or listen to like for other people's advice. Cause like they, Mm -hmm. uh, they've been in their area for like 11 years or like however long they've been biking. They'll, they know it better than me. Like, (laughs)
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So it hasn't been too overwhelming yet.
1: Yeah. I feel, do you, I mean, you've been skiing a long time. Yeah, And I, I found that when I've met folks that come from a ski or snowboard background and then they start doing something like mountain biking, it, they, it's almost like there's already this level of athleticism, I should say, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. already used to going fast down a mountain. So maybe do you feel like that's helped translate on the bike now? Like, you know,
0: I think so. I was, I don't know what I was ever for speed, um, I always think I'm the slow one and then I'll bike with people and like I'm on their butt the whole time. Or if they have me lead, like I'm pulling away and then like, Oh, you're fast. I'm like, Oh, I just thought I was like regular or slow or whatever. (laughs) I just (laughs) thought I was regular. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, you definitely, that's why, you know, even though someone might say that they've only been riding a year, you have an extensive ski background. And I think that, that makes a huge uh, difference too, you know? Um, I think,
0: I think also do it, like, because last summer I would go biking every day for 20 kilometers to start my day. Um, nice. Uh, let 20 me
1: kilometers is? <laughs> uh,
0: 13 miles. 13 okay. To, okay. 13 to 20 miles every morning at, like, 545. Um, and then I would, sometimes I would do 30 miles, 40 miles uh, if I was doing, like, double days. And then I would just ride with different Man. groups. And um, so that really helped my progression. And then. Yeah you know, just go to baseline, um, once or like go to moose and then, mm-hmm. or like go to the mountains and like yes. your speed drastically goes up. Cause when you come back to Edmonton, you're like, oh, this isn't as steep. This isn't as rocky. This isn't whatever. So yeah. puts <laughs> it into
1: perspective. Yeah.
0: Then you're going faster. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was funny. Cause I never thought I would get into the air, like have my tires go off the ground. Um, no. cause like when I look at, but like, cause like I only started biking at this last year um, and that's 33. So, you know, I could have biked for the last 15 <laughs> years mm-hmm. or whatever, 11 years. Um, but I like skiing, I'm like, well, if I hock a 20 foot cliff and tomahawk, it's soft fluffy powder. So that doesn't hurt. If I'm standing uh, on a bike and fall over, that hurts. So why yeah. would I do something that like hurts me more uh, and then yeah. costs five times more than my skiing does? um, <laughs> yes. it didn't make sense to me. And then, um, yeah. when my mom passed away, I was just like, eh, you know, I have some disposable income, let's go buy a bike. And I'm like, I don't want to get a full, a, a full suspension. Cause I don't know if I'll enjoy it. So I'll just get like an entry level yeah. hardtail. Mm-hmm. And then, um, just started going in the mornings cause I couldn't get back into the gym. Um, yeah. so then I started, ri- I did the ride once on myself and then I was, there was a part where I had to walk up cause it was just like, you know, I think two miles, oh no, it's longer than that. Like five miles of like a steady incline of like 11 degrees. Um, yeah. So then I had to walk up like the last 25%. And then the next time I like almost got it. And then by the third time I just like could pedal the whole way up. So I think that kind of got me addicted to it. Cause you could like quickly see how you got yeah. better. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's cool
0: yeah um it's been a lot of fun and what i like about your content is it's been like fun and accessible and yeah. you know um makes people want like i think it brings more people into mountain biking um why is this focus important to you
1: yeah i i i think i just wanted to create more content that like i wanted to see more of you know like i don't get me wrong like i love i love watching a good shred it. <laughs> you know i I can I definitely, you know, get really like stoked seeing people ride at such a high level. Um, but I think I also just think there's just so many funny things that happen to us as mountain bikers and that we all experience, like just the human experience, um and the dynamics of like a group ride or, you know, like the the, you know, like I like to I like to lean into all of those um experiences and I think the importance of it for me is, like I said, like, I want more people to get into the sport and feel less intimidated. You know, I, I, I definitely felt really intimidated when I first got into mountain biking. Not, I mean, I I think I was already doing it, but it just, even as I was doing it, I was like, oh, this is just so intimidating. This is scary. I never get to see my, you know, the guy that I got into mountain biking with, I like, never really saw him on the trail. He was so much faster than me. So like, you know, that was intimidating. And, um, but I think, you know, the entry, I think if I was to see content, like what I'm creating and I, it just kind of like made people feel like, Hey, don't take yourself so seriously. (laughs) And it's okay to laugh at yourself or it's okay to feel silly on the bike. Like, um, I coach a bit to, uh, mountain biking and, You know, I, that's a big thing that I preach in my coaching too, is, is just this idea that like, listen, trying this, trying this, you might feel silly. Like you might feel funny doing this and it might feel weird, but you kind of have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the more that you do it, you're going to feel more comfortable. And it's the same thing, you know, with making content. Like at first it was really awkward to like put myself out there and especially if I've remember watching some of the first reels I put out there, which were just like very random. Like they didn't really make any kind of sense, you know? (laughs) They weren't trying to be funny. I was just dabbling probably in the um, Instagram editor, you know? But like you can see, like, I, you know, I'm starting to get, as I start to get more comfortable with the platform or with putting shorts out and stuff like that. But long story short, I do think it's important for people to see, be able to see themselves in a sport you know, Mm -hmm. for them to feel like, Hey, I want to give that a try. Or I, you know, and so I love when I hear comments of people that are like, I don't mountain bike, but I enjoy watching your videos. And maybe (laughs) I'll try that someday, or you know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's, it's cool for, you know, the, the, the gamut of people that follow me, like I have pro riders that follow me. And then I have people who just started mountain biking following me. And I have people that don't even mountain bike following me. So it's cool. I, I, I think I, I hope I'm doing something right, you know, to have that <laughs> spectrum of people. Because yeah, I think um making the sport less intimidating, have it be more accessible by creating relatable content is yeah, that's my goal. Well,
0: I I see it with mountain biking and I definitely see it in skiing where for some reason we become gate like the the mm. the good people, it's like gatekeeping or something. Like I don't know if other sports or whatever, because I don't do enough yeah. of it. Like yeah. Well, I mean, I paddleboard, but like, I'd, I've never seen like paddleboarding be gatekeeping. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. b- but I don't understand it. And like, you know, we saw it with, and you know, maybe it's a bad thing to say it. Like when Pink Bike made the comments, I'm um, mm-hmm. like, you know, Lone Ranger talked about it where like, they were like, oh, you know, I don't want to watch a 45 minute video of you doing a beginner ride. But I think a lot of like, I don't know, there's way more regular riders and beginner riders than there are pro riders so i find it funny that you know there's like this gatekeeping attitude of brands and everything because it's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: why there's 95 percent of your people are like never going to be an extreme sport so why are you trying to alienate people
1: right exactly so,
0: exactly um, yeah it, i don't get it but maybe i'll have them on my podcast one day and ask them about yeah it. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: It was, yeah, I had, I think I made a comment on that video that um, Ryan from Lone Ranger put out of just like, you know, cause they, they did talk about the TikTok dancers or something like that, you know, and it's funny cause I've definitely put out videos of dancing. And so <laughs> I was just kind of like, you know, yeah, I, I think that's exactly what I said. It's like talk like that, that keeps barrier keeps perpetuating the barriers that are in our sport and yeah you know, um, but I was just like, I'm just going to keep doing my TikTok dances. So <laughs> well, <laughs> it's fine. Like,
0: we're, I could be wrong. But currently, the only data I have is we have one life.
1: Mm. We all
0: we all end up in the same spot. Whenever mm-hmm. that is, it's like 55 to 80, wherever you are, we're all six feet under. So maybe we should try to start enjoying ourselves. And you know, if making yeah. a TikTok video dancing is you know, what's funny or like, you know, I like to make super sarcastic jokes that a lot of people don't get, but I enjoy that. (laughs) Um.
1: Yeah. You only have one life and you got to make the best of it. And yeah, it's sad to think like, if people just like, you know, I know I realize I'm not for everybody, but that doesn't mean that, you know, like I should stop what I'm doing. You know, like I think there are different people, people connect with other people. And you know what I mean? Like I think there's BD in that. And so, yeah it, is, yeah, it is hard when there's the naysayers or the the people that are gatekeeping or maybe not realizing they're gatekeeping. But, you know, well, and
0: I think it, you know, it's kind of the circles you run with is it's like, you yeah. know, your your friend probably said something like that. You've seen your friends do it. It's like, it's kind of the mm-hmm. cool thing to do. And it's like, we kind of need to get over it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly.
0: But I, I'm excited because, like, you know, mountain biking is very vast and varied. It's like, you know, just ignore them. Have fun with the people who do. Yeah. But, exactly. like, as you grow, how do you see your role um, within the mountain bike community and, like, regarding inclusivity and encouragement? I, th-
1: I, could, I think it would be really neat to start something along the lines of a, you know, a community base. I've talked, you know... I've talked to a few of my other content creator friends and there's been some discussion around like creating an email list or doing something where there's a little bit more of like a a connection beyond like a, I'm primarily on Instagram. And so like kind of the scary thing about that is like if something were to happen to Instagram, it's like, like that's it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I think part of me also wants to make sure that I stay connected with, with the engaged. You know followers and stuff like that and so maybe there's another way to um create some community around that but i think as i start to also create more long form content i'd like to dive into big like dive into more topics you know that i think could be okay. you know fun um yeah i don't know i can see myself it's hard like i in terms of growth you know obviously i would love to grow on youtube Um, I'm happy with where I'm at, you know, on Instagram, you know, it's, I have some steady growth there, but it's funny because like, I've heard from some other content creator friends that are, you know, well over a hundred thousand. Now some of them are at above 200,000. And it's like, at some point I feel like it becomes hard to manage. And I actually really do enjoy engaging with people. through the comments and stuff like that. And even, you know, my direct, my DMs are insane. Like it's, I, it's impossible for me to keep up with them. So it's, it's, it's challenging Um, because I do, I do like to have that authentic connection with people and like make people feel like, you know, they can comment and I'll comment back, you know, eventually or, you know, whatever. So it's like, I'm kind of at this point with my Instagram where I'm like, I feel good. I like this stage. Like, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I think yeah. anything above a hundred, I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so I think just like diversifying my, my social media a bit. And like I said, maybe it's an email list. Maybe it's getting more people over onto the YouTube side too. And that way, um, I can continue to engage people on other platforms as well and just kind of growing on on there too. YouTube's been hard. I will say that. I feel like it's been a challenge, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I've got, I've got, we've got 20 subscribers and I've, I've been stoked on that.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah. There you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Making big waves. But yeah, I, I think that's super important. I've seen it a lot in like you know with online businesses and everything it's like you know facebook comes with it oh, with a new algorithm or instagram mm. comes out with a new algorithm and if you didn't have your email list strong or something that you control 100 um, percent or like google yeah. ads or anything else it's like you know companies have seen like losses of income like in yes. like double digit numbers some have gone under it's like it's wild yeah
1: yeah, yeah. it is yeah and like I, you know it's hard to kind of take to like trust some of these like you know, platforms because yeah, things change so frequently, and new programs are being rolled out, and it's, you know, it's hard to keep up for sure. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's been a good journey. I'm learning a lot through the process, which is awesome. You know, learning about all the things with content creation, and it's it's funny too because I do feel like being a mountain bike content creator. It like if I wanted to make money. I picked like a really bad industry <laughs> to do that in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm definitely not doing this for the money. And you know it because it's the mountain bike industry. Like I could I could go be an influencer in another niche, you know, and probably do <laughs> do better. But like I love mountain biking and I I want, you know, I think it is a special it is a special sport and it's it's awesome. And I want more people to see that, you know. So yeah.
0: Maybe I, you'll just focus on well, i saw someone it's like um i forget who talked about it but it was like you know like companies kind of focus on like three percent like the people who are in the buying industry of three percent and then like you know maybe some will focus on like the people who are almost ready to buy and that's 14 percent. but then there's like 80 percent of the market who has no idea that they want to buy anything so it's like that's huh. kind of how you should focus and bring them in so maybe we'll just see you starting to oh. talk to people who have never mounted. We'll, we'll just see in different cities pop up. I don't know what we'll call it. Maybe it'll be like the Jesses, and it'll just be like this random <laughs> with, with mountain bikes. And you'll just run up to people and be like, hop on now. We're going riding.
1: Yeah. I actually, it's funny you say that because I've wanted to do, there was a woman who came up to me as I was filming something when we were in Sacramento and she was super nice. It was her 71st birthday. And She's like, "Are you making a TikTok?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess I am." <laughs> and, she, and she uh she she stood there and talked to me for a while. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a mountain biker." And she goes, "Really?" And I go, "Yeah, you want to go ride?" And she's like, "I would." <laughs> but it was just like this really funny exchange. <laughs> but I think that, you know how like people do interviews like um the comedians in cars and like Stuff yeah. like that. I think it'd be really funny to do like a person to person interview and like maybe yeah. give them a headset and like yeah. um like do an interview with that person, but they've never ridden a mountain bike ever. <laughs> and just like, you know what I mean? I think it could be like awesome and really funny, you know?
0: Well, did did you that sparked an idea? Did you see the guy on TikTok who used to um he would just walk into parks and ask people if they wanted a haircut? And then he would Oh, it.
1: yeah, I've seen that. I've seen, his, um, he's like a barber, and he goes yeah. and he does like, and there's also a guy who does um, portraits. He'll be like, hey, and then the whole time he's doing a portrait, they're interviewing yeah. or like asking questions, which is really, really yeah.
0: cool. Or the one, yeah. the New York train guy who will do yeah. portraits of people too.
1: Yes. Uh, Devon. Yeah. You should, yeah. Uh-huh. you
0: should just be walking um, in Bentonville with your mountain bike where you just travel the world. Um and then you'll just have two bikes and be like hey you want to go for a mountain bike
1: hey you want to go yeah
0: exactly there you go you're making you're gonna make apparel and your slogan will be like well you probably have a slogan but
1: you know i have well i have a couple so with my youtube it's technically called dirt scouts but it's like dirt scouts with just the maker but like i um one of my sayings is like spread the stoke yeah. So like, yeah, I could do like a spread the Stoke, you know, series or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then just have t-shirts that have it made and you can have another one that says, want to go for a mountain bike?
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that.
0: <laughs> um, <sighs> oh,
1: we should do this again so that, you know, like we, I think I've, I've written down like 10 ideas during our pot, during the podcast. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> we name all our products after women. So maybe we'll just have the Jess sunglasses one
1: day. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> I'd be very honored. That's very nice. <laughs>
0: um,
1: they would be clear though, because I, you know how many, a lot of my videos have like the clear, the clear yeah. lens or do your glasses or yeah. your, um, your ride glasses come with a clear lens too? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
0: But, you know, the, the Jesses will only be in clear and you have to be like, hey, can we get these tinted? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh
0: my god! What? This is a new question. What's a myth about mountain biking that you you're keen on debunking?
1: Hmm, a myth. Oh man. Or an opinion? I guess I don't. I mean, that you don't have to go fast to have fun.
0: Yeah, I would. I would 100% agree with that. Yeah, you don't have
1: to
0: go fast have fun like i started, so many- yeah. yeah um with my 5:45 a.m rides i would just post in the group um and i would get people who would like you know maybe they mountain bike like once a month um yeah so they're they're not as fast but um yeah. i kind of i looked at it um you know if i was five minutes faster they wouldn't be able to keep up and they wouldn't have fun but right. i'm not gonna make it to red bull anytime soon
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but if i'm five minutes slower they have more fun and it brings more people together. And one of the things that I thought was really cool was one, one guy was a, a building developer and one mm-hmm. guy was an investor. And then they were talking about um, building together. And I think they did like a million dollar deal, which was kind of wild.
1: Whoa, that's pretty cool.
0: Um, so that's it's like, awesome. yeah, go slow and welcome people. And you never know what, like the more people that come, you have no idea what could be come out of it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah. What, like I know with content creation, well, actually creating anything, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. motivation's low and we don't want to do things. Um, How do you navigate those days?
1: Yeah. Those days are tough. I think it's hard when you are making a living off of like putting yourself on the internet and, you know, you're going to have days where you're just not uh, you know, you're feeling down or you're feeling off, you know? And so it's hard because I might have like a day planned where I'm like, oh, today's a filming day, but I'm like not feeling it, you know? And yeah. a lot of times, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm acting, but at the same time I'm acting, but I'm I'm me when I'm acting, like I'm being myself. So if I'm feeling sad or if I'm feeling, you know, off that day, i i typically don't film that day because i just like can't just turn it on you know what i mean like it's yeah. not i feel like i'm not as good at, at just turning it on like an actor or an actress you know what i mean like you know i'm just i need to ha- be in a good mind space you know in order yeah. to, to film and so yeah that definitely that that gets challenging um uh but at the same time i do feel like i i'll put a lot of like pressure on myself that's and pacing, you know, on myself, that's not necessary, you know what I mean? So it's like, I remind myself, you know, if I don't post that thing tomorrow, if I don't get to that edit tomorrow, is it the end of the world? Like, no, you know what I mean? Or I I remind myself, like, I could always repost something from last year, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, it's no big deal. Like, <laughs> I, I just try to, like, remind myself that, like, you're just trying to bring joy to people's day. It's okay to also take a day off. I think, your own boss it's easy to like I I do I work on the weekends I I really don't know that I genuinely take breaks you know like I don't really have a weekend like I like to <laughs> work on the weekends a lot because yeah. and I like to ride during the week because it's less crowded most places mm-hmm. right so or it depends on the weather right because if there's nice weather that week I might choose to film certain days and go ride certain days so it's you know I think um point being like you know on the days where I am feeling good and things are going well it's great and I try to get as much done as I can on those days <laughs> you know what I mean like kind of like batch create or create a lot of things and then just like get to it but yeah getting back to Bentonville after the two-month travel uh, session that we just had I-, I feel better about being in a routine I think routine Is helpful for me, you know. Like I, I, you were mentioning ADHD. Like I, I've never been. I've never tested for it or anything, but I, I I definitely have a hard time focusing, for sure. And Mm -hmm. so I do find that having the routine or or some time constraints around things is helpful. Because if I have all day to do something, it'll take me all day to do that thing. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Well, and. I find it hard for women to get diagnosed with ADHD because like, especially at your age um, or like, cause we're older, um, mm. you've learned, we've learned to mask it. Um, mm. But all the symptoms of ADHD that people talk about are literally from like seven-year-old boys.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, so ADHD in women looks vastly different, but yeah. we still don't even talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah i find well i find with adhd getting started is the hardest part um yeah once i'm doing it easier but breaking it into little tasks so it'll be like Mm -hmm. if i'm doing laundry i'll be like okay i'm not gonna do all laundry i'm just gonna put things in the wash and then the dryer and then it'll be done but then i'm like i'm already doing it so it's like that initial thing is done or like once it's all done i'll be like okay i spread it out all into the bed and normally it would stay into lumps like just stay into a giant pile or pile, a giant pile, yeah,
1: yeah. And I would
0: just take my socks and my shirts from the pile and not put it away. Um, but then I started to be like, "Okay, I'm just gonna sort it, so it'll be a t-shirt pile, a sock pile, and an underwear pile, and like a pant pile." Yeah. But then because I'm already working on it, I'm like, "Well, I might as well just continue it."
1: <laughs> might as well just fold them now. Now they're all in the piles they need to be in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's like removing that initial barrier is what i found helped for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but on your tough days, do you find like, cause you won't film, which makes sense. Do you find going mountain biking helps you get out of that funk or anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Mountain biking or doing a workout or going for a walk or, you know, like taking the dogs for a walk is nice or yeah. Just playing with the dogs usually, you know, is a helpful thing because yeah, I don't know. I feel, or like organizing, tidying something up will be good too because it's just like a menial task like i i think i need to do things like you were saying like laundry like on my down days like if i'm just doing something to busy myself it's kind of nice because i could just kind of like zen out a little bit and you know not get to i guess not overthink something you know so it's yeah i guess it's 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 helpful um yeah
0: makes sense um so on your content journey so far What's been a, a piece of wisdom that's been your guiding light during it?
1: Mm. I think that, like, there's this term in coding called just, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's, they they'll just say, like, just ship it. <laughs> so, essentially, it's, like, you can kind of refine something over and over and over and over again. But at the end of the day, like, you know, it's, it's never going to be perfect. Uh, I'm not a perfectionist by any means. So it's that's usually not my problem for me, it's consistency. So, you know, that is, has been the biggest, I think, contributor to my growth and success so far is just showing up and being consistent. And I've taken, I've take I've taken a few breaks over the last couple of years, but like for the most part, I've been pretty steady with how much I've posted on Instagram. And so it's a good like representation of my work, like hard, like my hard work and putting in the time and the, the effort and being consistent. So like, I do think there is something there, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like, in terms of a guiding light, I remind myself like, okay, like, I, I don't have to post every day. Yeah. To me, consistency looks like putting three good pieces out a week, if that, right? Like, so, and I'm focusing more on like, yeah, quality, but also, you know, keeping that consistency without mm-hmm. forsaking quality, if that makes sense. Like, I'd rather put out three good videos than put out a video every day, and some of them are crappy, you know? I don't yeah. know. But at the same yeah. time, you know, I do think a lot of people get a little bit paralyzed by, um, like, thinking they're not that what they make isn't good enough and so then they don't post it or share it because they're like oh i don't know you know like it's it's very intimidating i think posting on the internet for a lot of people is you know i'm not saying everyone needs to be a content creator but i think there are a lot of people that like want to try and then they don't because they're like oh i don't know you know i have some friends that are having a hard time they're like i don't know how you do it like i tried to edit this video and it's just like weird and you know and i'm like yeah like it's. It takes some time, like, in, you know, put it, like I said, showing up and just showing up and doing it, yeah. you know, and, and, and putting yourself out there.
0: Well, hundred percent. I yeah. still don't know how to do a podcast and our, and our thing has, doing stream, it right now. we have our, stream, <laughs> we have our street, we, have we, we haven't paid for it. We have the StreamYard logo in the top, right? But, you know, it's like you said, okay. just ship it, just do it. And just do what it. I tell, mm-hmm. what I tell people, if you're, if your first rendition and well, probably your first Hundred renditions aren't embarrassing you started mm-hmm. too late yeah right <laughs> and right. like i don't who who's the who's the top mountain biker right now the top mountain
1: biker or like
0: give me a, give me a top mountain biker i I just don't know mountain biking well enough to
1: okay. well i mean I'm a, i'll list a woman who i think yeah. is one of the most is the one of the best mountain bikers uh well it depends on the style of riding but i think jill kittner is one of the best riders i've ever seen ride and uh yeah
0: but like so jill kittner um sean white like for snowboarding skiing um they didn't start gold it's not like they hopped on a snowboard or hopped on a bike and they were the best yeah they their first times and you can go ask them like what was your first time snowboarding or what was your first time biking like bet you they would hate it or they've had so many days they've hated. Um, But I forget who told me this, but they're talking about with their kids. And if their kid wants to quit something, they're not allowed to quit on a bad day. They can only quit on a good day.
1: Um, Yeah, that's I like that.
0: But like, right, like, so like, you know, your first time pedaling, your first time creating content, they'll probably drop your camera. They'll probably not be able to bike up that technical piece that you wanted to film but who cares realness authentic or uh, authenticity is what's currently you know being real being raw um welcoming everyone is what's winning in society currently like Mm -hmm. if this was the only thing about getting popular um but like just talk about it just show like your struggles show your whatever because like you know i would say nine out of ten people also have struggles but we see with instagram we see with facebook this perfectionism it's like you know, that's why TikTok blew up is like people just literally sit in front of cameras and talk.
1: Yep. <laughs> and exactly.
0: there's, there's a guy called Brando, the mayor. Um, he's a biker and TikToker, and he'll literally just film his stuff and like, be like, and talk about his thing. He'll, and he'll be like hitting something and be like, Oh God, this is way steeper than it looked. And then he just, like, <laughs> <comes> over <laughs> it, or he's like in the air and he's like, Oh shit, this is way bigger than I thought. And it's like, yeah. It's like, funny, like the you, funny commentary yeah like you know you're going to go pedal something and it's like oh my god this is way more technical and you fall off your bike like put that on like I would at that like I don't want to see someone's doctored videos all the time like mm-hmm. <laughs> show me the real stuff yeah um That's hilarious. but as we kind of wrap up how or who would you love for us to chat to and bring on our podcast
1: oh hmm well, so do you bring on, like, any, like, not just mountain bikers, but you bring on whoever? Yeah. Bring on a
0: skier? We, we talk about hunting the good days, and good days aren't um, proprietary to mountain bikers. I'm a skier, and for some reason, I have more mountain bikers on here than I ever thought I would.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to think about this for, for a hot minute. Um, hmm.
0: We can come back, or you can DM it to me. Um,
1: yeah. But yes. then
0: this one's more important. What question do you want us to ask our next episode guest?
1: Okay. I think like, okay. I think in terms of, <laughs> I just think it'd be really funny to interview like, uh, so I don't, do you know, do you know Tahoe Meg? She's a ski content yeah. creator. She's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I kind of really wanted to, when we were in Sacramento, I was like, oh, I should go out to Tahoe and do a funny reel with Meg, like with her, like trying to teach me how to ski. <laughs> like, well, I yeah. thought that could have been really funny. So you show up co- on if, the
0: bike with skis on it.
1: Yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you get her on the podcast, you'll have to ask her like, um, what the first, Okay, I have a two-part question. (laughs) Uh, One would be, like, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her on the slopes? Okay. And then part two would be what she would want to teach me or on skis. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I will word that for our next episode guest because um, it isn't Tahoe Meg, but I'll ask them what their most embarrassing thing to happen to them while they were um, mountain climbing, because she's the, it's um, Jackie, um, she's hopefully going to be the first Canadian to do um, the seven summits. Uh, so Everest and, oh, uh, oh, your mic um, disconnected. Just,
1: for some reason, I just, for whatever reason, it muted. Do you hear me now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. I just uh, said, whoa. Yeah. whoa. yeah. So yeah, I'll ask her what her most embarrassing thing was so far when she's um, yeah. climbed, a, oh, wait, wait. climbed a mountain.
1: Can I ask the, okay. I like that. The most embarrassing thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: I like that. Um, and then kind of my last question for you. Um, what final encouragement would you offer um, to those to find their own good days?
1: Ah. I think I think being outside is probably one of the best ways to just like start a good day you know like get some I know it's hard because it's winter and it's like it's easy to start to feel I don't know like bogged down by the like gray gloominess of a lot of areas but I still think it's there's a lot of beauty, you know, around us. And I think just like the, no- just stopping and noticing, you know, Yeah. stopping and noticing. Yeah. It's
0: what it's 41 in Bentonville right now. Degrees. Yeah.
1: It's not too cold. It actually, this whole week is supposed to be really beautiful. We came back just in time for the good weather. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cold here while we were gone. Like we had to have some friends check our house and everything our pipes and uh luckily yeah the like the last week and this week are all like absolutely lovely but I think we'll get another cold like cold snap soon for sure so
0: yeah it was um it was minus 40 Fahrenheit up here two weeks ago
1: I'm sorry what
0: yeah
1: (laughs) I didn't even know that was I'm is it like Antarctica up there dang like
0: No, it just gets cold a little bit. Um, Negative
1: forty degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Yeah, so that's the one temperature where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet is forty. So minus forty Celsius is the same as minus forty F for some strange reason.
1: What do you guys do? You just stay like? Do you just have to stay inside and yeah? Yeah. Okay. But
0: yeah, it seems warm in Bentonville when it's five degrees, which is forty. So that seems nice. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us tonight. Aww,
1: thanks, Jared. This has been awesome. I appreciate it. It's been good to like, get to know you better, too. And um, yeah, be on Stoke Hunters.
0: Yeah. And for everyone not following Jess, it's Jess the Maker on Instagram. Um, so go give her a follow.
1: Thanks, Jared.